welcome back one and all to my show, Denny Thinks He Knows, a sports talk show hosted by me, Denny Glasser. I sure hope you all have had a great week. I'm excited to be here hosting episode two of Denny Thinks He Knows. You know, we have a lot to cover. In week one, it was my first ever podcast. I kind of put the toes in first and slowly inched my way out into the deep end. When I got there, I found out the water's fine. It's actually like bath water. So episode two, we're not going toes first, guys. We're diving in head first. Let's get after it. First segment, first up. I want to start off with Major League Baseball, and I want to congratulate Kim Ang for being the first ever female and Asian American general manager in Major League Baseball. Now, way overdue. I, of course, think a lot of Kim Ang. She's been in Major League Baseball for a very long time, serving, of course, as a baseball exec with the Yankees and Dodgers, earning three championship titles in that time frame. And since 2011, she's been serving as the vice president of baseball operations. So I'm very excited, very overdue, but very excited for Kim. And she's joining the Miami Marlins. Uh, a team that just made the playoffs and has a lot of great young pieces um, in place. So, you know, between her and the owner, Derek Jeter, in which they spent time in the Yankees organization, they sure know how to put together a winning baseball club. And I'm excited to see what they do down in Miami. Once again, congratulations, Kim Ang. Wow, the NBA has a lot going on, guys. The NBA is like the gift that just keeps on giving. You know, you think about what's going on. We got the draft on the 18th of November. Two days later, free agency starts. And a month later, December 22nd, the season starts. We just got done with a very exciting playoff stretch down in Orlando in the bubble uh, like a month ago. And they're already revving the engine back up. I mean, what an exciting time in the NBA. I mean... We have, of course, the draft, so anything can go there. Um, you know, trades and obviously teams reloading with great young talent. Uh, you know, speaking of, of course, trades, Milwaukee made some great moves, adding in uh, Drew Holiday and Bogdanovich. So bringing in those two pieces to go along with Giannis can only help your chances of Giannis wanting to stay in Milwaukee. And, of course, heading right into, you know, contention in the Eastern Conference, which I would love to see Milwaukee um, make it all the way to, of course, the finals and compete for an actual championship. That would be great for basketball and, of course, the city of Milwaukee. You know, speaking of trades, we got Chris Paul heading over to the Phoenix Sun uh, Suns to join Devin Booker. Now, this is going to be exciting as, of course, the Western Conference was already doing well with, of course, great young teams stepping up and, of course, you know, giving, of course, some of those big market NBA teams a run for their money. But this actually makes the Phoenix Suns just that much more lethal when it comes to, of course, you know, the arsenal and weapons in which they have. I'm excited to see what Chris Paul can do for this team. They were already doing great last year. This can only help their chances, of, of course, competing with the Lakers and the Clippers for and Golden State Warriors, for that matter, for, of course, a chance at the finals. 
And finally, with NBA, with the NBA, I'm very curious to see what goes on with James Harden wanting to head over to the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. He says he's singularly focused on that trade. Well, I've been singularly focused on getting to uh, SNL for 10 years. So, you know, props to him. Uh, he's definitely in a position to make that happen. Um, but, you know, I just I can't help but think, wow, I'm going to grab my popcorn. Not to watch Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Harden play basketball at the same time. I'm more curious to see what happens on the sidelines. You know, when they're trolling up plays to see who gets the ball with, like, the final shot and who just gets the ball more. Like, we all know Durant doesn't mind not being a number one. I mean, he went to Golden State. He didn't mind being number two or three or four, really. But does Harden and Kyrie Irving mind being number two or three? That's going to be really fun to watch, and I'm here for that. So I, I really I hope that trade happens. I hope Houston uh, trades Harden over to the Nets, and uh, let's all get our popcorn with extra butter because that one is going to be slippery. <laughs> all righty. And, of course, last up in first up, we have the NFL recap. You know, of course, led by, and I have to mention this, my Pittsburgh Steelers are perfect. Chef's kiss right there. Mwah. Uh, they're 9-0. You know, I'm going to touch on this in a little bit, but things are looking really good over in Pittsburgh. Uh, we have some more items to cover with those guys. Uh, the Browns continue to be right on brand, guys. They beat bad teams. They're competitive with good teams, and when they have to play a great one, they just fall very short. Uh, but they did beat the Texans. So living up to their brand of being able to beat a bad team. Heading right on over, of course, to the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals, of course, they won. Um, it was a very, very exciting finish. Um, of course, a last-minute touchdown, uh, Hail Mary touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, that was incredible. I was at awe with Kyler's ability to escape the rush, uh, throw, of course, an absolute seed to the end zone, and DeAndre Hopkins, with three defenders covering him, goes up for the grab. I mean, he has to be cementing himself as the best wide receiver in all of football and all of the NFL. Uh, so very exciting. Uh, we're going to touch base on the Cardinals again in a little bit. Very sad news with Drew Brees. Uh, Brees, of course, among uh, many injuries that he suffered uh, last week, highlighted by a collapsed lung. Uh, definitely thoughts and prayers going out to Drew Brees, hoping that he is okay and makes a full recovery. Uh, very interesting as the Saints are very well positioned um, at, I believe, 7-2. and two. And Jameis Winston now becoming the new quarterback for the Saints for at least the next month or so. He has a chance to, of course, show that, you know, we all know he can throw 30 touchdowns. Can he limit those interceptions and make the Saints a top contender throughout the month of November and parts of December? That's going to be one to keep an eye on, guys. I'm very excited to see how that plays out. And lastly, guys, we have the Colts beating the Titans last week in Thursday Night Football by a score of 34-17. to Now, I said back in August that I think the Colts are going to win this division, and I think, and I even said last week that this was going to be a huge game. It was. The Colts showed that if you can stop King Henry, 
that whole castle will collapse. And, you know, honestly, the Colts have all the goods. They have a great defense. They have a veteran quarterback, some great up-and-comers um, on, of course, the offense, and, of course, T.Y. Hilton still doing his thing. I think this team is for real, and I think and I stand by my word. All rivers in Indianapolis this year will lead to the playoffs. Yes, that's a pun for Phillip Rivers. Guys, that is all for, of course, first up. Uh, we are now going to be heading right on over to, of course, second that emotion. All right, this is where, of course, we're going to be talking fantasy. We're talking fan duel, DraftKings, survival picks. And I want to start off by, of course, recapping what I got right. And, of course, owning up on things I may not have. I said, go out and make a trade for Chase Claypool. This guy's a stud. He got 23 points last week in PPR. And I see no signs of him slowing down. I think he's still going to keep tearing it up every single Sunday. The guy is a monster. And quite honestly, before the trade deadline happens, you got to go out and try to get this guy. I think he could be a big reason why you win your fantasy league this year. Kalen Bollage of the my of the Chargers. I said uh, go out and get him. Um, he had a little bit of a revenge game, uh, and uh, he went out and got 15 points. I mean, I said between 15 and 20, he nailed it. Got 15. Keep on plugging him in until Austin Eckler comes in, guys, because that guy's gonna keep receiving the rock, and of course, I think putting in rock star performances. All righty. You know, Devontae Adams, I said, was going to be a top scorer. He got 17 points in PPR. Not a top scorer, but if you started him, you probably did because he was a first-round draft pick of yours. You're not mad at 17 points. And then, of course, I picked the Cardinals. I'll admit I got a little carried away. You know, that Hail Mary definitely helped things out, helped DeAndre Hopkins. Of course, Kyler got... 30-plus uh, fantasy points for, of course, myself and others. But the Cardinals didn't go off quite like I thought they would. Um, I'll own up to that. But you know what? No one's mad at what they did. They, I think they definitely helped you, you know, and possibly even helped win the game for you. Um, but I, I, I got a little carried away. I thought that was going to be a little bit more of a blowout. Some of my top waiver picks this week, I'm going with Michael Pittman of the Colts. The guy's coming on strong, had like 19 fantasy points. Phil Rivers is definitely giving him the targets, and he is definitely delivering. I think uh, pick him up, maybe even just throw him right in the starting lineup. I think uh, great things are going to be happening for him. Jacoby Myers is becoming the new number one wide receiver for New England. So, you know what? Let's see what happens. You know, give him a shot. Put him in the starting lineup. I think he's having a, a really nice second half of the year um i think he's going to continue to have a nice second half of the year he's already getting like you know 15 points or so a week with fantasy and i i see that ceiling even higher than what he's even demonstrated so far pick him up and feel good about that savan ahmed is becoming the new number one running back for miami you know what roll with it roll with that i'm feeling really good with ahmed i i think that he shows of course all the traits of a number one running back and he has an opportunity. That, of course, is what makes fantasy championships a thing. That's what that's what it takes, guys, uh, is, of course, picking up a guy like him and seeing how he can just take off for you. And, of course, we have Damian Harris. 
Damian Harris um, showed last week with the Patriots that he can run between the numbers. He can bounce it around outside. He has the lateral quickness, the explosive plays, play capability. Uh, so definitely pick him up. I think he's even though Bill Belichick likes to rotate running backs, I think that this guy's here to stay. And once again, he could be a very big piece in winning that championship this year. All righty, on to DraftKings and FanDuel, guys. I'm picking up Dalvin Cook this week in DraftKings and in FanDuel. He's going up against the Cowboys, ranked 31st against run, in run defense. If we're keeping track at home, that's like second worst in the NFL. That's like really, really bad. Cook is going to be cooking up some big things this, this upcoming week, and I'm here for it. Uh, I think you should be too. I know deja vu, Groundhog's Day. Uh, make fun of me. I get it, but I'm going with the Cardinals again, the entire offense. They're going up against Seattle, ranked 32nd. That is the worst, if we're keeping track at home, against the pass. Kyler and company are going to go off this week um, in all, of course, passing records. Um, of course, uh, they're going to be – I think the, the passing stats are going to be great. Um, I think even Edmonds is going to get some opportunities, maybe even Drake at running back. Uh, so definitely plug in some Cardinals, maybe the whole offense, and you won't regret it. And then we got Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is going up against the Jets. The Jets are ranked 29th uh, against the pass. Keenan Allen's already having a strong season, and I think it's going to only continue. I'm seeing about 30 points, and I'm going to stand by that this upcoming week against the Jets. I think he's going to go off against them. Alrighty, my lock of the week. I'm going right up against the Jaguars again. I picked the pack, the Packers last week, and the pack did not disappoint. It got a little too close for comfort, but they did not disappoint. This week, I'm picking my Steelers to go against the Jaguars. I think they're going to go 10-0. and I mean, the Jaguars are 1-8, and so it's kind of easy to pick against them already. Um, I'm not overlooking them, and I know the Steelers aren't either, but I, I think it's going to be a win for us. And, you know, just on that note alone, I've been able to watch Steeler games every single season for like almost the past 20 years. I know that's not every season of all time, but nonetheless, they've always found a way to even lose at least one game. This year, I haven't been able to watch a single full game, and they're undefeated. So I'm starting to feel like this may have something to do with me. You know, after this week, I'm, I'm going to be able to watch the Thanksgiving game against the Ravens and on my birthday the following week against the Washington football team. They lose either of those games. I'm, I'm just going to take one for the team and not watch another game the rest of this year. They win both of those games, and I know it's not the pressure from daddy watching. I think they're just going to be able to go on and win the Super Bowl. Either way, I think they're going to go win the Super Bowl. It's just, can I watch them or will I have to take one for the team? All righty, guys. We are heading right on over to the final segment. Whoa, guess who just joined us? Owen Wilson. Owen, what's going on? Wow, what's going on, Danny? Really exciting stuff here with your new show. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, actually, I was informed that you're going to be our new NFL insider. Is that true? Yeah, couldn't resist the opportunity to join your show and have some fun. Okay, okay, well, thanks. Uh, what do you got for us? What's, uh, what's cooking? I have a lot of juicy news. A lot of fantastic stuff to share. Oh, okay, Owen. Well, yeah, let's hear it. You know Philip Rivers? Yeah, we were just talking about him on the show. Yeah, he has nine kids. 
Nine. Yeah, that's actually a really well-known thing. A lot of people um, know that, and it it's actually talked about almost every single season. Wow. Just imagine. If he gets one more kid, he's going to be able to field a whole offense of just rivers. You know, if he's the quarterback, of course. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and that's some good math right there. I uh, didn't, uh, didn't think that all the way through, but you're right. What else you got? Did you know that Patrick Mahomes, his birthday is on September 17th? Okay. That means he's a Virgo. We all know Virgos can't make up their mind, but yet he's able to decide that he wants to win and win championships. Wow. <laughs> okay, Owen. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, anything else before you go? Yeah, you know T.J. Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, of course we do. Yeah, his real name isn't T.J. It's Trent Jordan. Okay. I can't picture him as a Trent Jordan. I mean, I can picture him as maybe like a Ricky or a Phil or Billy, but I can't picture Trent Jordan. <laughs> okay, picture Peyton Manning as like, I don't know, say Chuck. You can't picture him as Chuck Manning. N no, you're right. But yet, we, Trent Jordan? It just doesn't make sense. Wow. Oh, okay, everybody. Thank you, uh, Owen Wilson. Everybody, that has been Owen Wilson. Owen, next time, really try to dig deeper. Get some juicy news. I'm on it, big boss. Thanks for the time. Alrighty, everybody, that was Owen Wilson. And now we're heading on over to the final take. Guys, the final take is the final straw. And I just want to say, before I jump on in with final straw, that, you know, this is something I can't even believe that is a thing, but it is. Baseball fields throughout all of Major League Baseball vary in outfield distance and, of course, walls. You know, I've always wondered about this. You think about hockey nets are 178 feet apart from one another. Basketball hoops are 10 feet off the hardwood, the same hardwood that's 94 feet apart from one another. You got football fields that are always 100 yards in distance. Even bases in baseball are 90 feet away from each other. The pitcher's mound is always 10 inches high. And the pitcher's rubber is 60 feet and 6 inches away from home plate. But yet, the outfield walls... And, of course, the, the walls themselves vary throughout every single baseball stadium, park, field, what have you. There's not one, two that are the same. And I don't understand it, guys. When you're, you know, in football, you don't go to another city and say, well, this week, because we're playing in Seattle, we're going to go play on a 60-yard stadium. You know, or in basketball, like, well, you know, you know, we're in Cleveland this week, so it's a 60-foot rim, but we, we go down to Houston and it's like 16 feet. I mean, the field goal posts don't change. You know, uh, the the width of the hockey nets don't change, but yet if you go to Oakland, it's like a mile just to hit a home run. And all the foul ball territory, that's like you could play a whole baseball game in their foul ball territory, but you go over to, like, Baltimore, and it's, like, almost the total opposite. You go to Wrigley, and you're playing against the garden, against the brick with all their ivy. You know, you go to Fenway or Cleveland, and the wall's drawn in. You're expecting, you know, the same result with wins and losses throughout the whole season. But yet, you're willing to play on different, different experiments throughout every single stadium is like a whole new, a whole new 
situation. It's a whole new thing with the wall and, of course, the distance. It's incredible that it's not a, it's, it hasn't been brought up enough. And all it takes is owners wanting, of course, things beyond the fence, like, you know, like a, a water fountain or a slide or a hot tub. But yet, and, and cities just being like, well, it just comes down to city blocks. Well, then just change the dimensions. Make all the walls the same height and make all the distances the same. It shouldn't be, you know, 400 to dead center, 370 to left, and 360 to right field. But yet you go to another city and it's all different. Keep it the same. Keep it consistent. That's all I'm asking for. It's my final straw. I've had enough of it. Last week, we're trying to get Pete Rosen. This week, we're just trying to make all the fields the same. So the experiment, the situation, the journey for every baseball that's traveled is the same. Okay, that's all I'm asking for. Guys, that's been my show. If you have questions, if you have feedback, please email me at glasserdenny at gmail.com. It's been fun. I look forward to next week. And, of course, um, until next time, I'm Denny Glasser. Denny out.